Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I know we have many lay leaders watching as well as pastors, and the topic today will be especially helpful for you. We're talking about growing where you're planted, strategies for a long-term ministry in a local church. Our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, it's good to have you back on Ministry in Motion. It's a now, delight to be with you. Thanks, Derek. Now, you are the world pastor for people uh, who, around the world who think about Pioneer Memorial Church. Some people maybe even think you were born there. But how long <laughs> has it been that you've been serving there? You're kind of a pastor to the world because you've got a media mm -hmm. ministry that goes out, PM, pmchurch.tv. Mm -hmm. How many years has it been? Well, I'm not really good with numbers, Derek. <laughs> I know it's more than 25. Are you serious? Has it been that long? It has. Oh, my. Uh, we, we, moved, we had the privilege of moving to that parish in 1983. So, so you are now at 32, 32nd year. Yeah, you're right. 32nd year. Please don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is not your, that is a, a and, large, and by, vibrant congregation, but it's not your first congregation, no, is it? No, no, it's not. We were passing out in Oregon for 10 years, and so, and I need to quickly say, since you brought it up, um, it's been an honor to serve, mm. and uh, we never, we never thought it would uh, last this long and it's only the goodness on the heart of our people i mean they have, they are such a gracious congregation and very uh, very tolerant as we have grown uh in ministry there but it's an honor to serve wherever god puts you whether it's one year or 30 years that you're put is what matters and you know we the reason i think this is such an important topic of long-term ministry is because many of the volunteer leaders in a congregation that's what's going to happen for them. Mm -hmm. That's their church family. Mm -hmm. They will be in a long-term ministry. Mm -hmm. So lessons that you've learned mm -hmm. will be helpful. Now, you mentioned 10 years in Oregon. How many, con how many parishes were you? Three. So three. We, we had never been anywhere uh, longer than three years. So yeah. you had had what some might consider a, a more typical moving to various yeah. areas. And right. then as a young pastor early 30s, you come to Michigan, yeah. and, and, and did you ever imagine that it would last as long as it has? No. When, when we sat down for the interview, and they were inviting us to come, Karen and I, they flew us out to Michigan, and we sat with the powers that be from the university and the conference and the union, the organizations of our church. They, in the middle of the interview, they said, hey, Dwight, how long do you think you could stay and I just about panicked because Karen and I had never talked about it. I looked over at her. She looked at me, blank look in her face. I said, <laughs> I'll just pick a number. So I just said, well, you know, if, 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 if God blesses and leads, probably between five to seven years. And they looked at each other. And it's, so I said, that must have been the right answer. <laughs> but we had not even, as I think back, it wasn't even three years. We were two years, eight months, two years, nine months. I mean, that was how frequently we were moving. Yeah. It seems clear, though, at that point, though, you were not seeing that as a stepping stone to some other position. No, yeah. God was calling you there. Apparently so. And you were willing to stretch beyond the two years and nine months. Right. So you're kind of like Peter, you know, seven times. Uh, Jesus says 70 times seven. You, you kind of stretched it out. Yeah. Ministry has changed. You've changed yep. and ministry has changed. Hugely. Uh, the campus at Andrews University has changed. Mm -hmm. Our world church has changed. The planet has changed. The planet has changed. Yeah. So what are some of the major changes that you have seen 
in pastoral ministry during this mm-hmm. tenure, this long-term mm-hmm. pastoral mm-hmm. ministry in a single location? Mm-hmm. One of the huge changes has been in the realm of communication. We, people communicate different now. There's just no, you know this. When I, when I started out at Pioneer, uh, the world was still pretty much on this basic, uh, you, a word is spoken from up front, we listen, we absorb. Or maybe we put it in print and we send might, it out. We might put it in print. There's no such thing as a television camera what was or the internet, internet, cyberspace, <laughs> yeah. Uh, streaming, instantaneous, live yeah. Instantaneous communication globally from a live streaming event. So, and not only has the, has the world changed in terms of communication technology, the world has changed in terms of communication style mm. and how people receive information now. We, we've got a generation called Generation Z. Generation uh, Y is, is uh, the millennials are moving on. Generation Z are the 18-year-olds now. They're going to now kind of set the pace. And I tell you what, Derek, you just study the profiles of these demographic slices. It's different. They're different styles. They, they have different preferences. They respond to different stimuli. And it's enough to, uh, to have, have a, a pastor breathing rather heavily just trying to keep up with, with where culture is going. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you even have any idea how many countries visit your website, pmchurch.tv, to watch? And they, they're not... Uh, passive observers that they no, come right. to church. Yeah, I have no idea what the number is. It's, you know, we, we have a hundred nations right there at Andrews University. So we're, we're very cosmopolitan right on site. But I'm talking about yeah. the global footprint. We, we have, you'd have to talk to uh, our media uh, man, uh, minister who, who oversees it all. But it's, it's, there are many, many countries. In fact, we can, he can flip it up on a screen. You just tend to see the nations see of Earth. which ones light up. Google picks it out and tells you where they're coming from. Right. And how many right. are coming. And so it's, it's, it's a humbling realization that that moment in little, the little village of Berrien Springs, Michigan. Which has a ri- population of? Yeah, about 6,000. <laughs> uh, that moment is a global moment. Mm. Yeah. You know, sometimes. And by it- the way, Derek, that's not unique to Dwight and Pioneer. This is not a Dwight it, thing. It, and it yeah, any pastor who steps into her it, or his pulpit and has live streaming. Can replicate that. that. Exactly. Mm. The word, somebody writes an email to somebody and, you know, suddenly you've got a global audience. Some years ago I was in Wittenberg and I saw this little town, little church, and God used one preacher to impact the world through media. Yeah. After the break, I want to talk about some other changes that mm. you've seen in this long-term ministry mm-hmm. besides communication. These lessons will be valuable for us, especially those of you as lay leaders who will be in your church for a long-term ministry. Are you adjusting to the communication changes? What are some other changes that we need to recognize and adapt our ministry for maximum impact? We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, Growing Where You Are Planted, Strategies for Long-Term Ministry in a Local Church. And our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, not only pastors are long-term, but lay leaders particularly. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
more so because pastors move from place to place, Correct. as you did early in your ministry. Right. But the lay leader says, this is my home, this mm -hmm. is my church. You've had the unique experience now, 32nd year mm -hmm. of ministry at Pioneer Memorial Church. Mm -hmm. People go to pmchurch.tv to watch you around the world. You've seen a huge change in terms of technology. Right. Not only how we deliver, but how people think and receive. Mm -hmm. What else have you seen in terms of drastic shifts in pastoral ministry during this long-term ministry? There's been, in my, in my humble estimation, there has been uh, an enculturation. I don't know if uh, that's even a, an English word, but we just coined it. <laughs> there has been an immersion into the culture, Derek, by all of us. That is, that it, and a culture that is very different today than it was 10 years ago, let alone 20 or 30. Mm. Our culture is setting the agenda for the world. Mm. It's setting the agenda for academia. It's mm. setting the agenda for the news media. It's setting the agenda for the church. It's setting agenda for the spirituality. The culture has become this, 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 this monolithic force which is why you can travel anywhere on the planet. It's, it's the youth culture. Mm. I can go to China and if I dress the right way as my kids do on my campus, I'm, I'm, I'm in China because China, Japan, where I was a few months ago, the youth culture is the, is the, is the pace setter mm. for all of us. And so that's not always a good thing either, by the way. Yeah, that, that, that can have sort of a, an anti-kingdom stance, mm. which is why I, I firmly believe, as you do, the scripture calls us to be countercultural, always countercultural. We've got to con connect with the culture, but we need to be willing to be countercultural where Christ calls us to be countercultural. Mm. And um, uh, the reality is that whether you're an elected leader, a volunteer leader in the local church, or appointed leader like a pastor, if there ever is going to be long term, and I want to say this to your listeners who are not pastors, because it's, a, it's the same reality. People ask me, hey, listen, Dwight, how can you, how can you stay so long? It, how can you be head elder so long in this church? How can you be so long as, as head deacon? All of us need to hold our ministries, our callings by God, like a butterfly in the hand. Okay? Like it doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to us. Look, if I, the moment I say, Derek, as a head elder, I am the head elder for life here, and I grab that Something butterfly, that thing dies. Mm. Absolutely. The creature dies. Mm. The mystery of life within the calling is that you hold it loosely. Mm. And if the moment comes, a guy says, you're no longer the head elder. Guess what? The elected nominating committee is recommending somebody else. Hey, Dwight, the, the, the conference committee has chosen another pastor. I then have the joy and the freedom of just releasing my fingers, mm. and there goes the butterfly. Mm. I don't possess it. Mm. I don't possess any church office. I certainly don't possess a pulpit. I don't possess the pastorate or the head deacon's position or the Sabbath school leader in the kindergarten for 33 years and counting. We've got long-term leaders at Pioneer, but I don't possess it. I serve at the pleasure of God and the people that he's called me to minister to. You know, I was, uh, <laughs> got some startling statistics some time ago. Yeah. When I was a little boy, which was some years ago, mm. but the Adventist church was only 1.5 million members. Yes. 42% of them lived in North America. Wow and Europe. Mm -hmm. Today, more than 18 million members and only 7% live here in North America and in Europe. Right. Have you seen 
demographics. I know you're an international campus too, mm -hmm. but uh, have you seen a change in terms of the diversity no question. of your community? Yeah. yeah, the university community reflects the global diversity of the church. As the church has changed, the university community has changed. And uh, Niels Eric Andreessen, our, our fine president, often remarks, this university reflects the, the, the portrait of the world church. And it will continue to change as the world continues to change. So we did a program here on Ministry in Motion on, on leading in a diverse community. Yes, did you? What have you learned? Uh, you're, you're a pastor. You said, I'm not only pastor to the world through media, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm pastor to the world right there mm -hmm. at Pioneer Memorial Church. Mm -hmm. um, how has your ministry had to adapt to such a diverse community? It's a very good question. I mean, even personally. Yeah. Because you grew up in a different country, didn't yeah, you? I was born in Japan in so you, uh, 14 you, years, so there's a little bit of a, a worldview that's birthed uh, with, with the diversity of the planet itself. But what I'm still learning, Derek, because I've got a long ways to go, but what I'm still learning is that we have to, we have to, we have to adjust to the diversity so that we reflect that diversity. Rather than making everybody try to conform to the way yeah, we are. Yeah. The, the, the Eurocentric model uh, 40, 50, 60 years ago was the prevailing model within the denomination. Mm. But with the, the Eurocentric model is gone. As you just noted, the stats are very clear. Right. It is an international face to Adventism. A colleague just came back from Zambia. Yes. There are as many Seventh-day Adventists in Zambia as in the entire North American continent. Isn't that something? Wow. So time's changing. What about the involvement? You know, we used to say, well, young people are the leaders of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to give them any time or space or... Today. Today. Yeah. Um, certainly, women have stepped up in the last... Even in the 30 years you've been a leader. Without question. We've, we've got leaders of world governments. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Things have changed. Yeah, they have. And the church needs to be able to, to make some of those shifts with society. If the church does not make those diversity shifts, the church becomes uh, obsolete because society looks at the church and says, you're an antique. We, we've gone on. doesn't look like our world. I'm not saying allow culture to define what truth is. Right, to what was going to allow, the Bible. But allow society to define methodology. Mm. Truth remains truth. Capital T, truth is truth no matter what the reigning culture is. But practice, practice of truth mm. and practice of ministry needs to reflect the world in which ministry is being asked to practice. After the break, we want to talk about some challenges and opportunities. But while you were talking, I, I'm thinking even in a, a program I have called Hope Sabbath School. Yes. That looks like the world mm. and they don't all look like me. Right. So times are changing. Uh, certainly, we have a young church globally. How do we involve uh, young people in ministry? We've got a diverse, ethnically diverse group. How do we, how do we celebrate that and, and involve everyone in the mission of the church? It's a challenge growing where you're planted. And many of you can relate to this as leaders in your local church. We'll look at the challenges and the opportunities right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, growing where you are planted. 
strategies for a long-term ministry in a local church. And that's particularly relevant to volunteer leaders. It's your home church. You'll be there for the life of your family. Uh, pastors sometimes stay in a church for an extended period of time. Other times they're moving from place to place. Our guest today, Dr. Dwight Nelson, has had a long-term ministry. Dwight, I'm learning a lot just by talking to you. Mm. And I think you're, you're, the lessons you're learning are not only for pastors, mm. but for lay leaders in a long-term ministry. Mm-hmm. Culture's changing, people are changing. What needs to happen to you as a leader in order to have a productive Mm. long-term ministry? There are two things that ought not change, two realities that should not change. Reality number one, for a leader to keep fresh, volunteer leader, appointed leader, doesn't matter, the commitment to grow in Christ, your devotional life, your prayer life, is going to have to be a constant. That's where freshness comes. You, you, we asked Jesus, where did you come up? I just was a group where we preached through the entire Sermon on the Mount in two days. Mm. Yeah. Where did he come up with this material? It's just, it's just, it's, it's genius at work. Mm. Well, the Holy Spirit was impressing the mind of Christ. He, he was linked, as you and I had another session where we were talking about prayer, he was just linked to the Father in that daily immersion in prayer. So number one, there's a freshness, a spiritual freshness has to be kept through the discipline of praying. And number two, before you move on, Derek, number two, an intellectual freshness has to be kept through the discipline of reading. So hold that for just one second, because yeah. in, a, in a previous program, Ministry of Emotion, we talked about that passion for God. Yes. That time with God yes. in the Word and yes. in prayer. If, if you are on fire in a living connection with God, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's longevity to your, to your ministry, whether you're a lay leader or a pastor. But let's talk about that other aspect, intellectual growth. Intellectual freshness, yeah. Freshness. Talk to me and about And that it. only comes through reading. I'm absolutely convinced. Now, it can come, it can also, well, I say only, it, it, its dominant form is through reading. You can get immersed, you can go out, you can mingle among people. Desire of Ages describes John the Baptist who would come sure. into the marketplace and just sit there and watch people. Sure. So what's happening with the human race? How are they thinking? What are they saying? Right. So that's important to listen to the marketplace. But for intellectual growth, it's reading, 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 reading. If you don't like reading, you're not going to keep fresh. Now hold on just a second because yeah. there's YouTube now and there's some great little videos. Yes. Even the 20 minute one on yeah. pmchurch.tv right. about and their TED Talks. a new way to pray. So, so you're not saying just the text, but you're saying exposing yourself to learning opportunities? To ideas. To ideas. To concepts. Okay. But I would, I would hasten to add, if you're limited only to video clips, you're getting a soundbite world. Okay. Books discipline you and force you into expanded thinking on the same subject. You know, my video s- clips do not do that. My son, who's a surgeon... He, he gets audiobooks, you know, he gets two, two a month okay. yeah. and um, substantial works mm-hmm. and he has them. Audio- sure. Sure. So you there are different the delivery systems, yes. but, but you're talking about not little clips, but talking about solid. Content. Staying with the content. That's what will keep a head elder fresh. That's what will keep a pastor fresh, a Do preacher fresh. Do you develop a reading list for the year? Do you have a goal that you will read at least one book a month or one or two, two books, books a, a month, year? one or two books a month. Really? Mm-hmm. I just came from meeting with my colleagues who are university pastors. One of the, one of our favorite moments is to sit around the circle. Hey, what do you read? What'd you read the last 12 months? And we're all scribbling down. Got to get that book. Got to get that book. I, I encourage people who have colleagues 
who, who are working with friends. Hey, have you read anything lately that has really blessed you spiritually? Tell me. That's how titles get passed along. That's how I get blessed because I'm out hunting. Man, i got to read that book. Derek's really recommending this book. <laughs> and I've read some of your books, Derek, and gotten blessed. Your treatment of uh, the, the uh, radical prayer. Mm, I've read some of yours too. So you're telling me there's, there's this uh, staying connected with God. That's the spiritual freshness. And, and then the intellectual freshness. That's a professional intellectual talk, talk freshness. Talk to me for long term about taking care of your health and your family. Ooh. Because I know some places people say, I've got to leave here because it's going to kill me. Yeah. Or I'm going to leave here because my family's falling apart. Mm -hmm. So these are principles for anyone, mm -hmm. lay pastor, yep. elder. Talk to me about taking the, care of yourself the, and your family. The, the priorities for God. Uh, the, king, the kingdom of heaven's priorities. One, connection with God. Two, relationship with family. Three would be the church. Mm. Talking about volunteer leaders, appointed leaders, uh, uh, pastors and all. Now, in, in connection with God and family, health obviously is a huge part of that. I've got to take care of my own body. Did I hear that you ran a marathon or you... Oh, I've run marathon just so that I could have bragging rights. That's why you can't forget <laughs> it. But, 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 but I run 5K a day. But to be long-term... Yeah. especially on a university campus. You, you have to keep healthy. You have to keep healthy. So you look out for your body. This is the body temple. This is the only one I'll ever get. When this one's gone, it's adios. Dwight will see in the resurrection. So I have to take care of the body. But priority to God, priority to family. Talk you, about taking care of the family. Come on. Here you are, huge responsibility. If we allow ministry, whether it's board of elder ministry or pastoral ministry, if we allow ministry to, cons to take the time it wants, it will, it will suck up the entire clock. Mm. If we do not have, if we are not able to monitor our borders, our parameters, guard the edges, if we're not looking out for our families, if we're not programming time for our little children, and oh, now can I plan time for that little granddaughter of mine? So if, if we're not, if we are not protecting that time, Derek, with our spouses, mm. it's gone. Mm. Uh, it's wonderful to it's wonderful to go to keep going to the hospital. It's wonderful to keep answering the phone. It's wonderful to never allow a as John Stott would call for a Q hour, a Q day, which is a quiet hour every day, a quiet day every week, a Q a Q um, week a year. If we don't allow for those quiet times, and if we're not programming for our families, everybody loves you so much they'll suck. They'll just they'll just they'll just take it. They'll just take it as long as you keep giving. They'll keep taking. Leaders have to develop the discipline of saying, no, thank you. No, I'm sorry. I can't. I simply can't join you. Is that ever a challenge for you? We've yeah, got a minute left. I mean, people say, well, it must be easy for you. Is that a constant commitment you have to make to protect your time with God, time to grow, time with your family, take care of your health? It's huge. If you don't exercise that discipline, Others will exercise it for you. Mm. They'll just take the discipline and say, yes, yes, yes. So, of course, it's for Jesus it was. Come on, you and I were having another chat on set here in our prayer time, and they came to Jesus, interrupted his prayer time. Lord, they're, all, they're ready for you now. Mm. We, got a, we got the next uh, meeting set up. The chairs are already out. Could you come and speak, please? No, I'm sorry. He, had, he, had, he, he was able to say no. I'm not going to that one. Looking for the long... Growing long, long obedience in the same direction, as mm. Nietzsche put it. Long mm. obedience in the same direction, yeah. Dwight, what a great conversation about growing where you're planted. God bless you in your ministry there at Thank Pioneer you. Memorial Church and your global ministry uh, through streaming video on the Hope Channel.
And I want to thank you for joining us. And by the way, go to our website. You'll get that address, pmchurch.tv. But go to ministryemotion.tv. There's some resources. You can watch Dr. Dwight Nelson preaching regularly, opening the Word. You can learn lessons about how to grow where you're planted. And I'm thankful that it's not just for pastors. It's for local leaders. Many of you will stay long-term. What a privilege to stay connected to God, growing intellectually, taking care of your family and your health. Be a great Christian leader. Go out and share what you've learned and be a blessing to those around you.